power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this evening. Just close your eyes and begin to pray. Just thank God for today. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank Him for His grace. Thank Him for His love. Thank Him for His protection. Thank Him for His provision. Just give Him glory this evening in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Son of the Living God, just just thank Him, just give Him glory. Just say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for Your hand that is upon our lives. Thank you, Lord, for Your protection. Thank you, Lord, for Your provision. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that You give unto us in life. Thank you, Lord, for the good things You make available unto us in the name. Of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. You want to pray, commit yourself into God's hands. Even as the word is about to come forth, you want to pray that this word will benefit you. You want to pray that this word will shift something in your life. Sometimes all you need is one sentence from the word. All you need is 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 one line from the word that triggers something in your life. That is a reminder of something. You want to pray that Lord, may I not miss that moment even as the word is about to come forth in the name of jesus you want to come against every opposition to the entrance of the word you want to come against every resistance to the word of god i believe somebody needs to hear this message short as it's going to be somebody needs it somebody needs it to ginger him somebody needs it to ginger her we want to pray that lord prepare my heart prepare my mind prepare my spirit to receive of you tonight in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for looking after us throughout this whole day. It's time to fellowship in the word. We pray that the heavens will be opened in the name of Jesus. Let your grace be sufficient for us. We pray that our hearts and our minds will be open to receive your word tonight. We take authority in the realm of the spirit. And we come against every machination and every working of the enemy against this ministration. We pray that the hearts of people shall be receptive to your word. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We thank God for this evening. And um, we continue in our series on the abandoned life. And tonight, I want to speak to you briefly on the subject of doors. I want to give you an exhortation on the subject of doors. Doors are very important, even in the physical, in our lives. We enter places through doors. We exit places through doors. In fact, for most places, the legal entry is through doors. If you enter through any other route aside a door... The owner of the place has every right to declare you an intruder. He has a right to declare you a thief. I believe God uses doors in our lives. There are doors. You see, the Bible says, no good thing will I withhold from you. This is scripture. It says, no good thing will I withhold from you. So why is it that 
we don't have all the good things the good things come through doors and it is up to us to be able to recognize the doors when they are presented in front of us hallelujah there are many opportunities in life we have missed there are many kairos moments we have not taken advantage of there are a lot of things that are supposed to come to us that have not come to us simply because they appeared as doors and we couldn't recognize those doors but tonight i pray that the lord will open your eyes the lord will sharpen your spirit and make you sensitive for the recognition of doors there is a very strong correlation between the natural and the supernatural i've spoken about doors in the natural and i believe in the spirit too there are doors hallelujah there is a reason why when the people of Israel were going to come out of Egypt on that night, they were supposed to apply the blood of the lamb to the doorposts and the lintel of their houses. There are spiritual implications of doors. Good things can come through doors. Bad things can come through doors. Now, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. Let's read Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. I just want to show you that God uses doors. God uses doors. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. It says, I know thy works. Now, God or Jesus Christ, when he appeared to John the Revelator, was giving him some instructions for some churches. He said, Behold, I have set before thee an open door. He was saying this to a church. He said, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. So Jesus is telling them here that I have set before thee an open door. May the Lord set before you an open door. May the Lord set before your church an open door. Hallelujah. So God uses open doors. God blesses us through open doors. God achieves what he wants to achieve in our lives through doors. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. This is Paul speaking. He said, For a great door and effectual is opened unto me. Or we can put it, A great and effectual door is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. So God brings us good things through doors. But here Paul is telling us that the door was open, but there were adversaries. May God give you the grace to recognize and deal with the adversaries to the doors that he opens for you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So there are more scriptures, but at least these two tell us that God deals with doors. God works with doors. Now, there is a very strong correlation between the natural and the supernatural. I believe a lot of the things that we see in the natural also apply in the supernatural one way or the other. Now, I want to, I want to take you through a few types of doors that we have in the physical. And I believe there is a correlation in the spirit as well. All right. So I want to take you through five types of doors, five types of doors that we have in the physical. The first kind of door is a door that is not locked. And so all you need to open is a little effort. You have to apply a little bit of physical effort. You need to do something. The door is not locked. A door that is closed is not necessarily a locked door. And this is something you must know. The door may look closed, but it is not necessarily a locked door. 
That means if the door is not locked, you don't need a key, you don't need a code. All you need to do is to apply some effort. But even in the applying of the effort, you need to know what to do. Because I'm sure as you are listening to me, you are in a room and there is a door there. Look at the door right now. Look, look at the door. If you are sitting under a tree too, God bless you. That door probably is not locked. It is closed. But to open it, you either have to pull it or push it. If it is a door you must pull and you push it, it will remain closed. If it is a door you must push and you pull it, it will remain closed. That is why at the shops, they put the sign push or pull. So sometimes when you are at the push side and you are pulling, you say your door has, is jammed. The door is not jammed. The door is not locked. It's because you are not doing the right thing. Hallelujah. So there are doors that are there. They are not locked. All you have to do is to apply a little effort. You need to do something. You need to, to, to apply yourself a little bit. That is why you can't be lazy. Hallelujah. You can't be slothful. Sit there and expect all the good things in this world to come to you. You must apply a little bit of effort. You must do something. You must expend some energy. You must sweat a little. But in expending the energy, you need to know the right thing to do. You see, that is why my prayer for you today. You see, all these things about doors, it's about sensitivity. It really boils down to sensitivity. And I pray that God will, will sharpen your sensitivity. When doors come around you, you know that this is a door. When doors come around you, you, you recognize that this is a door. And you need the knowledge to know what to do with those doors. If it is a pushing door and you pull it, it will seem locked. And that is what is happening in a lot of people's life. There are some places they want to go to. There are some, some realms they want to enter. The door is not open. It's closed. But it is not locked. But you are probably supposed to be pushing. But you are pulling. May, may God give you discernment to know what to do at what particular point in time to cause that door to open. Hallelujah. The second kind of door is the door that requires a key or a code to open. A key or a code to open. So there are some doors, you need to insert a key, turn the key, and it will open. Every correct door has just one key. The rest are just duplicates of that one key. Hallelujah. Some people don't want to hear sermons on 10 keys to this, 10 keys. All the keys are one. I know one minister of God, he says, the key to everything is the supernatural power of God. Everything you can say is a key can fall under the category. The rest are just duplicates of the supernatural power of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there are some doors you need keys and codes or codes. There are some doors you need to enter. If it's a 0524, if you don't know that code, you can stand there and do loto. Enter numbers 999666. Enter whatever number. The door will never close until the code is revealed unto you. That door that is in front of you. May the Holy Ghost reveal the key. May the Holy Ghost reveal the code that is needed to open it. Hallelujah. Sometimes the key is something very simple you need to do. Sometimes the key is something very illogical. You have to do. 
something like walking in the supernatural power of God. One of the keys to it is boldness. A lot of people want to walk in the gifts of the spirit. You want to prophesy. You want to have a word of knowledge. You want to be able to speak accurately. You want to be able to pray for their sake. For them to get healed. But the key to opening that place called the supernatural power of God is for you to be bold. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you are not bold enough to pray for that friend of yours who is not well, it may be difficult for you to have the boldness to go and stand in front of a church and say you are doing healing service. Boldness, a key to the supernatural power of God. Sometimes even with things like healing, there are keys for those who need the healing. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. The key was for her to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. And she was sensitive enough. I don't know why it wasn't his hair or his eyebrow or for her to hold his feet or do whatever. It was a specific coat that she needed for her to get her healing. Hallelujah. And sometimes the keys you need to open things may not make sense. I mean, this woman holding the hem of Jesus Christ's garment did not make sense. It didn't make sense. But that was the key. That is why you need to be sensitive. That is why you need to be, to be, to be sharp in the spirit. Sometimes God will tell you, look. The, the, you see, one of the keys to, to wealth is giving. And when I talk about giving, I'm not just talking about giving in church. Giving to people. Why do you think the developed nations are getting richer? And the developing nations have been developing for many years. It's because there is more blessing in giving than receiving. We, the developing nations, are always going to receive. Always we have loan package loan we go to receive 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 but it is a principle that it is more blessed to give than to receive so those nations we may think they don't know god we may think they are not very godly but they are practicing a godly principle of giving hallelujah yeah africans are always going for loans from china you see how china has become now they've given ah, now they have become look at japan look at the united states of america COVID-19 was killing them more than us, but they came and gave us aid, and we accepted it. (laughs) It is a simple principle. It is a simple key. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I pray that God will make you a giver. Hallelujah. Look for some problem around you and give and solve it. Look, you may think your problems are big, but there are people with bigger problems. Somebody was going to commit suicide because he thought life was hard. And he removed his bathroom slippers to hang himself. Not knowing somebody was hiding in the bush. When he removed the bathroom slippers, he came for the slippers. Because he didn't have slippers to wear. And he changed his mind. He realized that at least I am better than somebody. There is hope for the future. There is hope for you for the future. Hallelujah. Giving. Giving is, is a key. It is a big, it's, 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 it's a big key. It's a big key. Sometimes there's a situation and there is, there is a key that will just open something for you. You've heard the story of how um, Archbishop Benson Idahosa blessed uh, the richest black man on earth, Dangote. There was a Muslim, he was sitting on a plane with his personal assistant by his side. 
And Archbishop Benson Idahosa had just hosted a great man of God, T.L. Osborne, and his wife. And they had to fly back to Lagos. And the plane was full. Archbishop Benson Idahosa, before the plane took off in his usual bold style, went into the the plane and asked if anybody was prepared or any two people were two people were prepared to give up their seats for these servants of God everybody sat down a key was being placed in their hands but nobody recognized it and this man Dangote got up and asked this assistant if your boss has gotten up can you continue sitting down no he said, oh, we'll give the seats to you. And he started pronouncing blessings upon him about how he'll be wealthy. He'll be this, he'll be that. And people inside the plane were shouting, Amen, while he was pronouncing the blessing. That means there were Christians in there. And this man I'm talking about is a Muslim. And today, look at him. He's not just the richest Nigerian. He's not just the richest African. He's the richest black man walking the surface of this earth. Because there was a key. He grabbed the key and he opened the door into it. May God give you sensitivity to recognize keys, to pick keys, to use them to open doors. May, may God give you insight into supernatural codes to open doors for you to enter the places God has destined you to enter. Hallelujah. So I've talked about the keys or the doors that need a bit of physical force to open doors with keys and coats and you see one more thing about keys fasting is a key hallelujah a lot of believers don't like it the bible says your god is your belly or your belly is your god whichever it is is the same thing fasting is a key there are some doors that will never open until you have put your stomach down and fasted jesus said this one will not go except by fasting and prayer and this is i'm saying i'm speaking it to somebody that thing it will not go that door it will not go unless you lay down your stomach and fast and pray hallelujah third door they are doors with senses they are doors with senses banks use them a lot a lot of uh, commercial areas or commercial places use them a lot those doors they are usually big doors they have a sensor there and as you walk towards them the door just opens like that for you to enter that's another kind of door now this kind of door will not respond to your shouting ago it will know what are some of the the the, the ways of asking for knock knock <laughs> if you start and say knock knock the door will never open if you stand there and say cock cock it will never open. Grandma will say, Abamin, look. It will never open. You need to walk towards the door. Hallelujah. There are some doors. You've been standing and shouting at go for a very, very long time and nobody is minding you. The door is not opening because that's not how to open. I can liken the shouting to prayers you've been praying for years. I'm not saying prayers can't open doors. Prayers can't open doors. But there are certain kinds of doors. After you are prayed, you must walk towards the door. Hallelujah. You're standing there and shouting, go not open that door. You move towards that door. And as the door senses your presence, it goes apart. 
and you walk into it. There are some places you must walk in boldly. There are doors that are open and you must walk towards those doors boldly. Just today I was talking to one young man. He said he wanted to start business. And the town, the city in which it was, there were some white people doing some business and things. And so one day he just walked in. He said, oh, yeah, I've just come to town. He said, I want to do business. And the head of the place was shocked. He was like, hey, this guy, I like your spirit. Call me again. They entered into a contract with him in a week. They were turning around like $30,000 and stuff like that. He just walked in and went there. Some doors have senses. You need to walk towards them. You need to make an attempt at entering them before they will open. Hallelujah. If you read Exodus chapter 14, there is such a door there. Exodus chapter 14. Let's read from verse 13 to 15. It was when Israel was in front of the Red Sea. And Pharaoh and his chariots were following them. He said, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You see, here it looks like Moses missed it a bit. Because if he stands still in terms of not being perturbed or not being worried, yes, he's, he's right. But God required them to do something other than standing still in this particular situation. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Verse 14. He said, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Verse 15. And listen to what happened here. It said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Why are you crying unto me? So, for some of you, God is telling you, you are, you are crying too much. You, are, you, are, you have prayed. You have said what you want. You see, when God met Moses in the wilderness, he told him, The cry of my people Israel has come unto me, and I have come down to deliver them. That means that's what that prayer is being answered already. But here there was something they had to do. He said, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Why are you still crying? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Somebody must move forward. Hallelujah. And this going forward didn't make sense because there was a sea in front of them. They are not fishes. They are not sharks. They are not tilapia. They are not Kita school boys. They don't have the ability to stay in water for a very long time. But here is God saying, Move forward. But the moment they started moving forward, that was when the Red Sea opened. So the Red Sea too had that sensor. Hallelujah. It's like that gate at the bank. When you walk towards it, it will open. I pray that God will give you the boldness to start walking towards some doors. To start going to, to, to negotiate for things. Sometimes we, we sit and wait for things to happen. You are sitting there waiting for somebody to call you to do a contract. Those contracts, the politicians have put their hands on all of them. You are not a boy. Go, walk towards the thing. Trust God. Believe God. Pray. And let the view of heaven be upon you and go. And let the favor of God speak for you. Hallelujah. Esther was a bold woman. She said, look, this thing I'm going to do, I'm going to speak to the king. I know my life is at risk. But she said what? If I perish, I perish. That's the kind of spirit you must have. Hallelujah. If I perish, sometimes we, we are too timid. We, we, we don't want to, 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 to take risks. We don't want to move forward. 
We want everything to be correct before we make certain moves. And because of that, certain things are delaying in your life. Make that move. Go and see that person you need to see. Go and speak to that person you need to speak to. A lot of opportunities and doors have been shut to us simply because we have not made a move that we are supposed to make. I pray that God will give you the grace to begin to move towards the things you must move towards. Now the fourth type of door is the revolving or a seasonal or a timing door. The more sophisticated hotels have that. There's one at Moving Peak Hotel. It goes around like that. And it opens at a particular point in time. Now these revolving doors are such that when they open and you don't enter, you have to wait for another season for it to open again. And there are some of the doors God brings our way. They are seasonal doors. You must be sensitive enough to know that this is the right time. This is the time I must move. There are a lot of people who, 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 who delay. It's like you dilly-dally for a very long time before making certain moves in life. You want everything to be perfect before you make that move. And it is a seasonal door. If it opens now and you don't enter. Look, there are some very successful businessmen who trace their success to the fact that they saw the right timing for something and took some bold decisions. There are people who saw an opportunity and they, they did crazy things like selling their car or selling their house to put into something and that is what has made them. It was a revolving door. When a revolving door opens and you do not enter, it will shut and you have to wait for another season again. Israel had a chance to enter the, the promised land early when they sent the 12 spies to go and look at the land. 10 of them came. They were like, no, we are like grasshoppers before the people. But two of them said, no, let's go and take the land now. I believe if they had attacked then, they would have entered the promised land several years before they did. It was a revolving door. It opened. They refused to enter it. And it was taken away from them. May God give you the boldness to walk into doors. Sometimes even in relationships, you are dealing with that and you say, you like, but you won't say, you like, you won't say. It's a revolving door. The time you realize somebody has come to say, maybe there you say your heart has been broken. You had the opportunity. I mean, these things, they happen so many times. You'll be dealing darling around the person. And sometimes the person too is waiting for you to say something. And in order to prevent her from her, because most of the time it's that way, that's, that's how it goes. In order for her not to get hurt, she also closes her mind. Another person comes and she starts, you know, and then now you, you can't sleep at night. It is a door, open door, and you must take the opportunity. I, I believe I'm ministering to somebody today. There are some things you must say. There are some things you must declare. There are some things you must tell somebody. You must say it now or forever hold your peace. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even doors and opportunities to serve God or to do something for God. When they are open and, oh, this is, a, I'm in school. Um, this is, a, I want to concentrate on, this is a very, very difficult year in school. So let me finish that year before the, there's somebody jogging on the touchline waiting for that opportunity that you have been given 
And there are certain times when you have an opportunity to do something for God and you don't take it. That opportunity never comes back again. The woman who poured the alabaster box of oil on Jesus' feet. What she was doing, people didn't understand. Like, why is she wasting this thing? Jesus told them, stop. Because she's preparing my body for the burial. That, that fragrance she, she put on Jesus. And you see, that alabaster box, the ointment it contained was so precious. It, it smelled so good that apparently when it is poured on you, it stays on you for days. There are some perfumes like that. When you, you spray them on your... Even if you wash, you wash like three, four times before the smell will leave. It was that kind of thing. And it wasn't too long after that that Jesus Christ died. And the ladies were going on the third day to now go and prepare their body. But by the time they got there, the man had already resurrected. That woman had done it already. The chance came and she took it. Because that chance wasn't going to be there all the time. When a door of opportunity to do ministry for God, to do something for God comes. When an opportunity comes for you to give, that's not the time to start doing mathematics. Debit and credit and this and this and this and that and and the opportunity just goes away. I pray that you would enter the revolving doors at the right time in the name of Jesus. And the last kind of door is what I call the trap door. As much as there are good doors that have good things behind them, there are also trap doors. Hallelujah. There are trap doors. Doors that are traps. There are doors that are traps. You see, the Bible says, I'm he who opens and no man can shut. And I shut and no man can open. That means God doesn't only open doors. He also shuts doors. Anytime God shuts a door in front of any of his children, anytime God shuts a door in front of a believer, what it means is that what is behind that door is not good for you. So don't always be disappointed when doors are shut. Sometimes it's God who shuts those doors. And today may God shut every negative door. Any door that has anything negative behind it, any door that has anything in it that is not good for you, may the Lord shut it once and for all from your life in the name of Jesus. So there are trap doors. In fact, a lot of traps are doors. They come as doors. The trap you use to catch the bed is a door. You put food inside the cage, but it's a, it's a trap. So he sees this and says, oh, this is a breakthrough. Sees the food trap. He said, this is a breakthrough. You, you use traps to catch mice. It's a breakthrough. Let me go for the breakthrough. And then the door just shuts like that. That is a trap door. And let's not lose sight of the fact that as believers, we are in a constant war. The Bible says, be sober and be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking him he may devour. We are in a serious war. Every battle of the warrior shall be with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this battle shall be with burning and fuel of fire. That's what the scripture says. And as part of warfare, we have the setting of traps. When people are fighting, we have things like landmines that you can step on. And it will blow your legs. There are a lot of amputees that got their amputation as a result of stepping on landmines. These are traps. So certain of traps is part of warfare. And if we believers are in war, in a, in a war with the devil and with the kingdom of darkness, we must know that the setting of traps is part of it. Hallelujah. 
that is why you need to be sensitive. It's not every door that opens that you must enter. You must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. There are some moves when you are making, you just feel this indignation. You just feel this discomfort inside you. That relationship you are about to enter. It may be a trap. You see, some human beings are traps, but they themselves don't know they are traps. There are a lot of people who are employees of Satan, but they are not on his payroll. He's just using them for things because they have allowed themselves. As you are going to say yes to that gentleman, it's like, there's this discomfort. Listen to it. It's the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something. Hallelujah. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That word rule means to be a referee, to be an umpire. When a game is going on, until the referee, when the referee whistles, it means stop. Something has gone wrong. Either there's a foul, the ball has gone out of play, something. Listen to what the referee is saying. That is the role the Holy Spirit is supposed to play in your heart. Anything you are doing that you are not feeling at peace in your spirit about, you don't need a vision, you don't need a prophetic word, you don't need an angel to come and stand in your room, you don't need a deep baritone voice from heaven to tell you to stop. It is the Holy Spirit trying to tell you that where you are going is not the right place to go. Hallelujah. That business partnership you want to enter into, it sounds so lucrative, it looks so okay. But there may be some loopholes inside there that, that may bring you legal problems. And you, you are feeling this discomfort in your spirit. Don't neglect it. The Holy Spirit may be telling you something. That this thing is a trap. Your name may be soiled. Your name may be, may be dragged into disrepute. Traps of the enemy. Wrong associations. Wrong marriages. Wrong relationships. Traps that are meant to to cut short your destiny, traps that are meant to, to spoil your name. I pray today that the Lord will deliver you from every trap of the enemy. Traps that have been set for the next months in the year 2020. May, may the Lord open your eyes and reveal those traps unto you. When people who are walking traps come around you, may you feel and sense something. May, may something move in your spirit. May, may something convict you that you must stay away from these people. For the young men, I pray that the Lord will deliver you from the trap of the strange women that are walking around. It's not every one of these people you will see walking around and looking so nice and listen, that are actually real human beings. Some of them. Look, if the Bible says the sons of God, we was talking about angels, fallen angels in those days, found the daughters of God beautiful and they came down to come and sleep with them. I believe fallen angels are still amongst us. And they are sleeping not only with their daughters, but also with their sons. There are some of these people, you sleep with them in your life. Nothing works in your life. May God deliver you from such people. There's a story about a girl in a school. Tertiary institution. And almost every day, this girl had a different hairstyle. And the girls around her were you know jealous of her like ah, how come every day you change your hairstyle somebody stayed up one night to look at her what she did was that in the middle of the night she would take off her head and put it on her last and braid it herself look there are strange people walking around there, there are there, there are demons in human flesh that are walking around Sometimes it's not even everybody in your workplace that is a correct human being. 
But I pray that God will make your spirit man sensitive. That some people, when they come around you, just begin to feel uncomfortable. Don't neglect those things. Hallelujah. Sometimes even you're working in the market, somebody passes by you and you just feel this thing. Once you have the Holy Spirit inside you, don't ignore such things. May the Lord deliver you from strange people. May the Lord deliver young ladies. May the Lord deliver you from strange men who send you unholy text messages at unholy hours. Who be demanding all sorts of strange things from you. May the Lord deliver you. Young men, when you are in relationships, focus. Don't let your eyes be roving about and admiring the next person that passes in front of you. Focus. Let your mind be on one person. Because there could be traps out there. Satan has seen your potential. He's seen that you have so much to offer. He brings traps. People who will just come and destroy your destiny. May the Lord weed out destiny destroyers. May the Lord weed out those who come and, and, and cause a detour in your destiny. Because there are some people like that. They are delightless. Delightless. They, they come to delay you in life. And they come to cause a detour. They come to cause you to, to move away from where God wants you to be. May every spirit of Delilah be arrested over your life. May every spirit of Jezebel be arrested over your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. We pray for divine protection. The Bible says, my soul has escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. A snare is a trap. May you escape from every trap of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Traps from even close people that you trust. May, may the Lord open your eyes. And may those traps be destroyed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every trap that is set for you in the month of, of June. May it be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every trap that is set for you in the month of July, in the month of August, in the month of September, in the month of October, in the month of November, the month of December, we destroy all those traps in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. We apply the blood of Jesus, the blood of that delivers the blood that protects the blood that heals the blood of jesus that speaks better things than the blood of evil over your spirit over your soul over your body your going out is blessed your coming in is blessed when you sit in any vehicle it is declared safe for your sake in the name of jesus we sprinkle the blood of Jesus over your office chair, over the, the chair you sit on in school, over your car, over your, 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 your vehicles, over your children. Divine protection from any evil eye tonight in the name of Jesus. Any evil eye that watches you, any evil eye that watches your family, any evil eye that watches your business, we declare it blinded in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says there shall be no enchantment against the house of Jacob. And there shall be no divination against Israel. Every enchantment against you is negated and neutralized. Every divination against you is negated and neutralized in the name of Jesus. Any evil doors that you have opened into your life as a result of mistakes of the past, mistakes of the present. Tonight in the name of Jesus we command those doors to be shut and shut permanently doors to failure doors to losses doors to financial lack doors to sicknesses doors to depression we command them to be shut tonight 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we seal these doors with the fire of the Holy Ghost and we declare that they shall not be opened again in the name of Jesus on the other hand we open doors to goodness we open doors unto mercy we open doors unto abundance we open doors unto the giftings of the Holy Spirit the word of knowledge the word of wisdom the discerning of spirits diverse tongues interpretation of tongues the working of miracles the gift of faith the working of miracles in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we open doors to financial breakthroughs we open doors to contrast we open doors to progress we open doors unto every good thing under the sun in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May the days of lacking be over. May the days of weeping be over. May the days of depression be over. We declare unto you today that arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. I see a light rise and shine upon your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I see you step out of the darkness and step into the limelight today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. I see you exiting the place of lack, the place of failure, into the place of success, into the place of abundance. I see you exiting the place of, 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 of not being able to achieve your dreams, into the place of self-actualization in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Let roads, highways to success, let highways to holiness, let highways to the giftings and the anointing of the Holy Spirit be open unto you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We take authority tonight over every evil door. Evil doors that have been opened. Bringing misfortune. Bringing bad news into our lives. In the name of Jesus, we command these doors to be shut right now. Anybody under the sound of my voice with an evil door open in their lives. Tonight, we join our faith. According to the word of God that says that if two shall agree as touching a thing, it shall be established. We command those doors to be shut and sealed tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father, we command doors to good things to be opened into our life. Doors to peace, let it be open unto certain families in the name of Jesus. That family that is on the verge of breaking apart and breaking down, let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding begin to brood and begin to blow over their lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I pray for that person listening to me who needs boldness to take that step. Receive that boldness tonight in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Receive the boldness to take that step tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. We bind every spirit of fear. We cast it out of your life tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for sharpness of spirit, discernment for those under the sound of my voice. Give them the grace to be able to recognize doors. Give them the grace to recognize doors with senses. Give them the grace to recognize doors with locks and coats. Give them the grace to recognize revolving doors. And I pray for the boldness to walk into those doors when the timing is right. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I pray that, that by the power of your word, let somebody's life be transformed. Let somebody have a testimony. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.